Well, you got a PSA. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that, who do follow me on Twitter, you have seen that I have um, taken my standum uh, resources and allocated them away from uh, Curtis Gustav <laughs> Wagner. Uh, that's what happens when, as a parent and as a teacher, I'm frustrated. I make up middle names that don't exist. Uh, Gustav's a good one. I like Gustav. I'll take it. Uh, Gustav. I went with the most traditional German one. Uh, I'm placing him on probation. And as a cop, that's something that he should understand. And I am taking all of my forces into one Ms. Joanna Cargill frenzy. So now all of that energy is being placed towards frenzy uh, because he needs to do some self-reflection and get his life together. Yeah, he's definitely a cop. That's for sure. Um, I will say, though, that that first page that Cy Spurrier uh, shared, when I when I looked at that, all I saw was Lieutenant Dangle in Reno 911, who's like, all right, guys, someone is, uh, all right, guys, we got to go down and take care of, you know, the guy who's selling crack here, who's going to take care of that. Okay, juggernaut, you're going down there. And who's going to take care of this? Okay, you're going to take care of that. I mean, it's just straight up Reno 911. Hey guys, hey everybody, welcome. Thank you for sitting through our public service announcement with our fabulous guest that we'll introduce in just a second. Welcome back to Simply Amazing, the fabulous Joanna Cargill, aka Frenzy Podcast, with your hosts. I am Lisa, aka the OG Nocturne, and I have with me the fabulous, wonderful, my co-host, the gorgeous. Hello, I'm Lauren, and um, to be honest, I'm just here for Lisa and Chris's chaos today, because let me tell you guys, they were ready the second we just said <laughs> hi today before we hit record, so you guys are getting tea today, I can tell you that. All the tea. We're, we're going to talk a lot about a character that has so little um, actually written about them, but, and yet, and yet, as of this recording will have appeared in two movies. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, but before we get into the character that we're going to discuss, one of Kurt's, of course, lovely leading ladies, I'm going to introduce our fantastic co-host or guest that we have on right now. He's been here before. You saw him when he came on and talked about how much Kurt needs a baby. And we still beat that drum mm -hmm. to this day. Kurt needs a baby. Give Kurt a baby. But we have fantastic Chris from the Nerd Byword. Hey, Chris, thanks for coming by. Hey guys! And thank for you for me. your uh, public service announcement and turning us into a frenzy podcast. Now, <laughs> I just wanted to make the status clear. Understand completely. Understand. Um, so today we are going to talk about. Well, this this is kind of interesting to bring up because with the Doctor Strange movie coming out, um, it's going to come out this week as of dropping this um, official podcast. Uh, and there's an interesting character that for some reason they chose to use in the first Doctor Strange movie, who they're using in the second Doctor Strange movie, that has a very specific connection to Nightcrawler, but actually no connection to Doctor Strange that I learned. Um, and that is Miss Christine Palmer. Uh, and when we were talking initially about 
doing episodes about Kurt's love life and the ladies in his love life. And she is one of them from the uh, fabulous 12 issue Nightcrawler miniseries, well, maxi series by uh, Roberto. Oh my God, Chris, help me again. I, I, can't, I'm, I don't know why I can't. I have such a hard time with his name. Aguirre Sacasa. Aguirre Sacasa. Roberto, I apologize. Everybody, take that soundbite of Chris uh, uh, saying that name and use it for whatever you like. We don't need to know, but please feel free. Yeah, like I can't. I don't know why. I, it's just, I can't do it. I can't. Aguirre Sacasa. Okay, Roberto, but it's a fantastic and illustrated by uh, Derek Robertson. Un- really, really good series. But she is his main love interest-ish in that series. Um and and yeah, and when we had talked about it, Chris was like, "Oh my god, I need to, I want to be on the Christine Palmer episode." So tell us why you wanted to be on the Christine Palmer episode. I mean, this uh, it tells you how meager the love interests, the canonical love interests, uh, have been for him, uh, because over you know all of his publication history, the the biggest you know. The, the most consistent love interest for him is his foster sister mm. followed closely by it uh, followed closely perhaps uh, if you're an OG Excalibur fan uh, by a married mm-hmm. woman. Um, and then there's, you know, a couple of entanglements, if you will. And one of those is Christine Palmer, who outside of this series only has four appearances period. So 12 of the 16 happen in this series. And there's just that initial chemistry that you get that that's undeniable. And I think that's a, an attribute to um, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa's writing and um, just, just this undeniable kind of spark that they have between them. uh, Pun fully intended uh, Mr. Let's create a religion. Uh, I still don't understand what the hell the spark is, but here we are. I don't know. Something yeah, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's so... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you used the C word. Oh. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so the, like, like that's one of the most... thing. One of the things that really jumps out about this series is there's something in between them. And for somebody who's got little to no appearances um, outside of this series, it's, it's really fascinating. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, um, so I, I was, it was interesting. So when I was looking up more information, because I really only know her from the Nightcrawler series. And I was like, well, if we're gonna talk about her, maybe I should see what else she's been in. And when I saw that there were only 16 appearances of her, I was like, wait, but there are 12 issues of Nightcrawler. So really, she's only been in four other things. And And you had said this before we started that it says in the wiki, it's like, you know, she has these appearances in 1972 and then her next appearance is in 2000 and what, four, 2005, when the Nightcrawler mm-hmm. series comes out. So, uh, but I mean, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa was a huge fan of Night Nurse and that's why he decided to bring her into the story when he realized, you know, there was going to be a hospital setting in the very beginning, which that's just the first story, really. I mean, they move away from the hospital pretty quickly and they move into a lot of, it's a lot of, it's very mystical and all those kinds of things, uh, what happens. But it's, they have a weird relationship because it's very will they, won't they. Um, And it's one of those things where, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm reading it, it's like, oh my God, she's begging it she's begging you like what is wrong with you why stop like stop going back to limbo for you like stop going to limbo and talking to amanda stop as stop fantasizing about storm this one is begging for it 
why are there questions, Kurt? Why are there questions? Like, it, it's just, there's that one scene where, like, Kurt is, like, covered in ectoplasm from a ghost, and he, the, the, the best place to go and shower off is at her apartment, and she's literally like, you're naked in my apartment, like, what? What's she says that too yeah. like uh, that's so i went through and i screenshotted a couple of panels when i when i quickly browsed through the series and prep for the episode is she's like any excuse to get you half naked in my apartment and i was like god man yeah and and, and honestly she think, be any more direct right Jesus. and and i honestly think this is like my head canon because as someone who has a complicated relationship with the entire aspect of organized religion and i think that and i've and i've been there where you have complicated family relationships and if you need a complicated parental relationship uh look no further than mr wagner so i mean like and then you you take that 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 emptiness that you're feeling in one aspect of your life and you fill it with something and he filled it with catholicism and religion and he's like maybe i can compensate for something and and you know growing up uh in in the bible belt uh and like you can't hold hands if you're dating somebody and this whole like don't do it conceal don't feel Mm -hmm. it can kind of send like when you come of age and you start a romantic relationship you have this like dogmatic what whatever weighing you down and so like i i kind of vibed with that whereas like this girl's begging for it and now you know that i've kind of you know, stepped away from, from that aspect of my life. I can see it now, but I was like, yeah, 20 something year old me would have felt that, you know, I could have really related to that. I can see that. I mean, listen, Christine has an emptiness inside her too, and she needs it filled, Kurt. So, uh, you know, (laughs) clearly, I mean, she's right there barely with anything on. Like, I I love this whole like meat cute idea too. Like it was the most precious thing. It like was, it was just like they did the whole they did the whole scripted thing. You can see why he goes on to do something like River Riverdale, where it's like, oh, Nurse Palmer, please call me Christine. Oh, Mister Wagner, please call me Kurt. Oh yeah, very much so. And <laughs> I mean, going back to that whole scene in her apartment, it's like it's just it's so cringingly awkward because he's naked in a towel, wet. And she's sitting on her bed and then they have the talk, which is like the, what are we talk? <laughs> it's just like- speaking of, speaking of those like submerged feelings that you deny, that's why maybe that you develop feelings for your f- fucking foster sister yeah. is because you deny all these things. And when you, they do finally burst out, it be like you're, you know, for your foster sister, if you would have just like accepted like, Hey, I'm a growing boy. I'm a growing blue boy have these feelings and you know like maybe they don't manifest for your foster sister we can only hope oh my god that oh jeez like margali yum margali oh my god oh my god i can't i can't we can't i i let's say we can't talk about the yum every time you come on chris i just can't be i can't (laughs) okay but like okay so somebody who doesn't know christine palmer where palmer well myself i can't even say her name um <laughs> what what is her character outside of you know just throwing all her clothes off and saying kurt take me now so i i mean her character essentially she really she really kind of plays a, a, a like a, a support character for kurt in that series like she's a love interest but also she is 
like she's she helps him along the way, th- like through meeting all the goals he needs to meet. The that series, that Nightcrawler series, is very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's like a gaming word. Um, it's like quest based. He goes on a lot of quests. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he he has yeah. yeah. So like, and she's always helping him through his quests that he goes on to figure out things. So in the beginning, he has to figure out about these children who are being haunted in a hospital and dying, and then he has to figure out about these ghosts that are haunting a, a subway and subway. Yeah, yeah, and then he has to go back to Germany to find out about the cir- the circus that he initially was a part of which is really a, a very cool story that involves that's the, magic. and that's the the winding the winding way one right? yeah that's the winding way story so and that's really cool um and so she always like she kind of assists him throughout the course of that and they initially meet in the beginning in the hospital but the whole time she's just like i i want it i want it like give me give, give me one of those blue dicks and i like i want it and and he's <laughs> just like one of i them? know i know listen he's he only got one all right guys listen it's i've I said it here a thousand times the only only one um but but yeah it's uh i always liked her because i felt like up until her every single one of kurt's love interests was either his sister or like an alien like someone who doesn't understand what humans even are. So it was nice that like just some random human was like, Hey, I like, I think you're hot. And like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You know? And it wasn't, I, th- I think for me, just like how in the world I, cause I thought that too, like when I first came on and we talked about his potential love interests and you know, there's not been a whole lot. So I'm like, what in the world? And this this character who's pretty nondescript and like very few appearances outside of this series like what what is it like what's the secret sauce so you know i revisited it in prep for the pod like i said and like it just feels natural and i think that's the talent from the writing perspective and like it just feels like a natural relationship that gradually moves from one thing to another there's that scene in the diner where she's playing the part of the therapist he should have been going to for years Mm. um (laughs) and then like and so like it's a believable like you like it's something you could relate to like maybe you had a relationship that was similar and so like and i think that's the best written characters in comics and like and and it really gave me shades of somebody like um oh gosh what is the dance teacher's name stevie stevie oh what's uh, the oh. dance teacher's name for the x-men oh gosh no uh, stevie hunter stevie hunter oh, fuck. stevie hunter stevie hunter thank you yeah so it's just like it's almost like a point of view character you know even if you identify with mutanity mutantum and and you see yourself but like there's also kind of like this this litmus test of like uh, you know like a human ally so I, I got real vibes from her even though this was in a much more romantic role than stevie hunter yes yeah. i totally agree with that as far as the ally is concerned i i think another thing that i i kind of zoom in on with her as far as her relationship with kurt is i think she had a really very mature relationship with him and mm-hmm. I think that if he were in a better headspace, because he was he was in a really bad place at the beginning of that Nightcrawler series, like he was just not in a good way. Like he he was coming off the Austin run, like and like all of us, we were just in a daze. I mean, <laughs> None of us were <laughs> bad time for everybody. Uh, so he was coming off the Austin run. A lot of stuff had happened during that to him. Time to him, you know his his everything was rocked as far as his his religion and his faith, and I. And I think that if he was in a more stable place, she would have been really good for him. Mm-hmm. 
But I think that because he wasn't in that place, because he wasn't in such a stable place, he probably recognized, like, if I actually enter into a relationship with this girl, I'm going to fucking destroy her because I am not in yeah. a place to be in a, a partnership with somebody right now. I'm just going to break her heart because I can't handle this. And I, I, because I because she was just nothing but support the entire entire time. And he dealt with some very, very, very heavy and very hugely personal things going way back into his childhood in that series. Um, you know, going back to his circus and seeing, you know, learning people who he loved had died, all these things that he had to deal with and that she was there for throughout all of it. And she stayed by his side throughout all of it until the very end where she was just like, all right, listen, I'm moving, I'm moving back to my mom because like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live. First of all, New York city is expensive as hell. The rent is too damn high. We all know that number one. And number two, <laughs> um, like I can't deal with this. Like, will they, won't they, I can't like enough. I'm, I'm moving home. I'm moving away. So, and that's what she does at the end of, uh, you know, the end of the Nightcrawler series until somehow she ends up with Dr. Strange. Yeah, which is, is exclusively in the film universe. Like w- that's the other wild thing about this: how it's such a moment in time and a and a blink and you'll miss it mm-hmm. type situation is because she shows up in these movies, but even with her inclusion in the MCU, we see nothing in the comics to this day. Well, yeah, and the funny thing is, is that she is apparently enough of a character in the movie that so i don't know if you guys notice on twitter you know when you make a hashtag for dr strange you get a little emoji and there's one for scarlet witch there's one for christine palmer too so clearly yes there is and and i mean they cast rachel mcadams to play her it's not like they just found some like person off the street to play her they cast somebody and it's funny i was talking to a friend of mine about that and he was like why would they cast rachel mcadams in a role that was such a, a minor character and it's like, well, I mean, they cast mm-hmm. Natalie Portman as Jane way back when, and now we are getting Jane Thor. So who knows what plans they have coming down the pike yeah. for this character, um, especially once the X-Men come in. Because really, when it comes down to it, when you look at her history, she's an X-Men character more than she's anything else. Like, she hasn't react- She hasn't had interactions with almost anyone else other than the x-men and mm-hmm. her little night nurse thing and i think like maybe one fantastic four issue that she was mentioned in or vaguely in for five seconds but um i do i, I will say that i did appreciate in dr strange that uh, she was uh, elevated to doctor so she is not a nurse she's dr christine palmer which get it girl mm-hmm. love it although i have to say though like if i was her like i the second time Steven shows up with like his friends in like LARP gear dying, I'd be like, what <laughs> the hell is going on? Like, why do you keep showing up in your Ren Fair outfits yeah. dying? Like, you guys need to stop this. Like, you, you need to stop. You need to come back to surgery, Steven. You need to like get like, you can't use your hands, but you know what? You can do something else. Teach. Like, I, you just need to stop whatever you're doing because this is not working. All right. <laughs> It, it, I just I don't I, I just love how she so blindly is like help. I mean, granted, she's a doctor. They take the Hippocratic oath, but like I, yeah. I can't. I just imagine like she goes after she like saves the ancient one or tries to save the ancient one. She just goes like into the other room and she's just like with the other doctors. Like I just can't with Stephen and these freaking Renfair guys. Like they just keep coming. <laughs> they just keep showing up. It's just yeah. Maybe he could talk to the, uh, those kids, those folks from the Hawkeye series. There, yeah, there you Get go. In touch. Yeah, but I'm very proud of our girl, Christine, for becoming a doctor in the MCU. So, you know. She traded in that unfortunate sailboat hat for scrubs. There. Exactly. 
I mean, I mean, I, I mean, now that you point out the whole Christine Palmer X Men connection, it makes total sense that in the second Doctor Strange movie, and she's been in the first one, she's going to be in this one, that the X Men are all of a sudden appearing. And look, I won't have an issue if I see a couple Bamps pop in. Like, I might lose my fucking shit. As long as it's Alan coming. I see. Um, I don't know about that. I would like to be surprised so, with someone new that does someone the part. Well. As long as it's not Co- as long as it's not Cody Smith McPhee on a murder spree, because <laughs> no, it's not going to be Cody Smith McPhee. So he's not. He's. I think he's. He's. He's graduated. He's up to the Oscars now, if if I understand correctly. Yeah. He... No, and and that's my that's my great fear, honestly, with Multiverse of Madness. I hope that Sir Patrick Stewart. This is just a touchstone thing, and we do not backtrack because we need. Mm to turn a new page we can't we can't go back down that road no i think i think we are going to turn a new page i don't i think that what they're doing is see i've said this a couple times but i think what marvel did is absolutely um is genius what they did with uh spider-man as far as Mm. bringing in toby mcguire and andrew garfield spoiler alert but listen guys it's already streaming so i don't know what to tell you if you haven't watched (laughs) it by now like i mean there's memes so like they're in it guys all right enough um so so yeah so um i think it's a genius idea because they've basically now said um anyone can play anything so Mm -hmm. you know anyone can be peter parker it doesn't matter like you know so once an actor decides they're done they're done they can move on the other thing, and I tweeted about this recently, is, I, I mean, Marvel, listen, I'm here and I'm cheap. So if you want to hire me to help to help out with your marketing, to help out with your like development, <laughs> I'm I'm very very reasonably rated. Marvel needs to tap into the Mojoverse because they they need to introduce Mojo as a character and then immediately start an entire channel on Disney Plus called Mojoverse and do anything they want with it, literally anything, X babies. After Muppet, after Muppet Babies with Nanny the Nanny. I, everything and anything. Could you imagine the possibilities are endless? They can do everything and anything. They can just have an episode. They can have a TV show called Iron Man Dies and every episode Iron Man Dies. I'm here for it. That's that's art right there. Poetry. Would love to see it. As if you're going to bring Iron Man back, that's the only reason. So I can watch him die over and go. over. The, I, I've always had a complicated history with Mojo. I appreciate the social commentary, uh, particularly in the most recent X Factor series by Lee Williams of this is a social commentary on what we've done with social media and entertainment Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, But even from a young age, Mojo grosses the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I I don't if I if we were to get a live action Mojo, I may vomit on the floor. I don't know that we need the actual mojo so much as just okay. the concept of mojo. And like, I think we do. No, I'm, I'm tired. Listen, when it comes to comic book films, I'm tired of them half-assing characters. Half-assing Galactus in the original Fantastic oh yeah, Four terrible. films, get out of my face. Half-assing all it. No, if you're going to do mojo, I want to see that crazy shit. I want the CGI to be the best shit I've ever seen in my life. And I want to be immersed in it. Go all out. Chaos. I, I, she wants to merge all those little cartoon characters from the Mucinex commercials. And oh. that's, that's Mojo. Yes. Exactly. You know, it's closer want, than other things. I want a big ass novel. Wait, remember that? I want to be disgusted, but like, 
thoroughly disgusted because it looks realistic in some remember, way. Remember the episode of uh, Family Guy where Peter Griffin doesn't have any bones and he's just a puddle of flesh? <laughs> That's like Mojo, essentially. That tracks. Yeah. Ugh. Except he gets like he gets his little legs though scrunchy around on. And yeah, he gets his little like spider legs running out. around. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I look at so be, the main reason I bring up this whole idea with the Mojo thing is I love the movies. The movies are great, but some of the some some of the most enjoyable things to me are like stuff like Modok. Modok was. Freaking phenomenal. I want stuff like that, mm-hmm. but with X characters, right? Like, I want more stuff yeah. like that. Like, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Well, I think I think once the X-Men come into the MCU, and if, knock on wood, they do it well and right, the X-Men are going to become their own universe within the Marvelverse. They already are in the comics. They forever will be. The X-Men are their own franchise. They stand on their own. So... Yeah. I think it's very possible with that. And I agree. And in general, I'd like to see more animated stuff like Marvel, please invest some money into your animation. Like you can do better than you did with what if like, come on. That's next. That's next. All right. Well, I think we're going to do an episode one of these days on Mojoverse. And if you have any ideas for shows <laughs> for the Mojoverse, pitch them because we're going to come up with ideas for shows for the Mojoverse because that's going to be fun. But um, let's have some last thoughts on Christine Palmer, because honestly, we've spoken about her a lot longer than I thought. Um, we've spoken about her a lot longer than anyone's ever thought about her. Let's put it that way. Uh, except for maybe uh, Roberto uh, Aguirre, Aguirre Sacasa. Oh, my God. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. We, th- we, we talked about her longer and thought about her more than her disapproving father did. Yeah, oh, yes, he was disapproving. That is what we <laughs> learned from reading the Wikipedia page about Night Nurse. <laughs> I tried. I I legitimately tried. It's only a four issue series. I was like, I can easily do that. But and it's written by a woman. Um, you know, so but it's 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 women really do rough. bad things about women too. I hate to break it to you and anyone else listening, but yeah. we do bad things to ourselves. And I don't mean that as an innuendo. I mean like you can say, but women wrote this women character, and it's like, that doesn't mean it's automatically good. Yeah. Ideally, it should be better because they have that perspective, but unfortunately, that's not always Yeah, the, the opening page of, and I, I tell myself it's, it was like 1972 or 73 as well, so um, yeah, the opening page is, is, and this was not Christine, but another one of the night nurses was like, Oh, do I follow my dream to become a nurse or do I chase after this man? And it's like the big opening page that Marvel had in the 70s. And it was just like her distraught face. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> sounds like a freaking, it sounds like a Liechtenstein painting right because, there. Because, because you can't do both. You cannot multitask. Oh, no, of course not. No, it's either it's oh, either gosh. be with a man or be a nurse. Who? She she needs to learn from me. Both is always the answer. What are you doing, girl? Come on. <laughs> no, like No man wants to date a woman who has a job. Come on. Let's be real. Right? No man wants to. Yeah. Then, then burn the man. Next question. <laughs> like, you can burn the man while you're still doing your job. Like, I got nothing. Burn the man. I think, uh, burn the man. Hashtag burn think, the man. Yes. I think the more you mention, you know, Christine Palmer's how she's been brought in the MCU and you mentioned how she's, you know, they put Rachel McAdams who is like the ultimate, like romantic woman casting you can do. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Now I'm really upset because now I really want Kurt to show up. Like I, I want him to show up and I want him and Christine to become an established couple right off the bat. 
and I want them to become like a power couple. So everybody that's never read comics, like, oh my god, like they're the best couple ever. Let's go read all their comics, and then they realize, um, <laughs> what they're they're not like Scott and Jean or Scott and Emma or something. Like they're they're like this is their first time being big. Yes, good for them. <laughs> I I will say, and I I I could be misremembering this, but I do believe at the very end of the Nightcrawler series, Kurt is starting to come around to the idea of dating Christine, and and he's and she's like, all right, no, you, you've had your chance, and I really like yeah. that about her, where because mm-hmm. and that's when she's like, I'm I'm leaving, I'm moving to Arizona. Um, I love that about her because too many of these female characters and granted the book was ending and where the hell was she going to go? Was she going to hang Was someone else going to pick up Christine Palmer and hang, have her hang around pining for him at the ex at the mansion? Probably not. But um, I liked that where, you know, he's like, Hey, maybe I can give us a chance. And she's like, like how many freaking times have I tried with you? And you kept on pushing me away. Uh, -uh, I've already bought my plane tickets. I've already sent my, I've already bought my, I've got my stuff packed in the pod. It's done. We're moving. I'm moving. So I, I really like that about her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She reminded me a lot of Cecilia Reyes too. like mm-hmm. you know, medical profession aside. Like she wasn't, she wasn't here for it. Like it was, was not her interest. And she made like, you know, actual decisions herself to determine her future. And, and when she did decide to do something with the X-Men that was on her own terms. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming by and talking about Christine Palmer with us. Definitely one of my top, one of my top uh, girls for Kurtz. Uh, Lauren's got got something to say. I just thought of something. So, well, because I remembered um, uh, Chris's very important PSA at the start about how, (laughs) you know, this whole Kurt being cop thing is great. I think Christine Palmer should find him and talk some damn sense into him because if she can get in touch with his human side and bring him together, like that might just help mellow him out a bit. And like, it would also challenge the whole, like following every long Krakoa because she technically shouldn't be there. So if he sees value in her and realize, I think that could just be interesting. Like you could do something with that. Well, we got an interesting tease today, actually from Cy Spurrier about this new character. Oh, I didn't see it. um, That's coming up in Legion of X. Um, weaponless Zen, and she comes right for his throat. And I'm I'm gonna read the the script Ooh. the script uh, directly here. So it's Zen, yeah. You know, we were never introduced. Uh, actually, introduced. I'm Nightcrawler. Yes, named for a worm. You're some sort of priest. That's mean. I mean, it's complicated. I went through the training, took the vows, but it turned out to be this, I don't know, crazy illusion or anyway, didn't stick. So he's, you can tell he's bumbling over his words and then she finishes it up with these vows of yours. Did they include celibacy? So um, <laughs> uh, she is coming right for his neck. And as with most Iraqi characters that are introduced, they're completely new, fascinating to me. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very interested to, to check uh, this new character out and maybe there's something there maybe she can r- set him straight maybe i i i'm looking at it now too and i do love this like yeah with the training i took the vows but eh, it turned out this was illusion it's like uh i i just imagine sai sitting there like i gotta explain this austin uh mess all right i guess uh, it was illusion okay moving on like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Chuck Austin, and I'll I'll die by saying every single person in the world should read his run because it's it's art. It's high <laughs> art. It's just it's just absolute ah. batshit insane. Hey. It is absolute batshit insane. 
Well, everybody, thank you all for joining us again for another fabulous episode of Simply Amazing. Chris, thank you so much for joining us and talking about our girl, Christine Palmer, who, of course, everybody can go see in the new Doctor Strange movie with our girl, Wanda Maximoff. And I mean, Doctor Strange, whatever, he's in it too. Uh, <laughs> Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at ThatNerdChris or at NerdByWord. Yes, very nice. I know you guys have been doing some Deep Space Nine stuff recently that I've been enjoying. So. Uh, yeah, so we're getting ready. Uh, I think this will probably air afterwards, but uh, this week we are recording episode 99, a deep dive. I just finished the series finale and I'm emotionally compromised. Mm. So oh. we're doing an entire episode all about Deep Space Nine. I love Deep Space Nine so much. Uh, I'll be, I'll be tuning so in for that one for sure. Well, and Lauren, where can they find you again, girl? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at FriendlyMBHDBI. And if you guys are interested in my Sunday live show I do, you can come find that at MBHD Comic Show. Yeah, I think that's it. Absolutely. Just, you know, find me. Yeah, somewhere. and by the time you hear this, I will have appeared on it. And uh, it was like a crazy smashing success. Oh, my God. Everybody was there. Uh, it, like Chris Hemsworth showed up. Uh, Natalie Portman showed up. It was batshit insane i look her arms broke me and everyone else like i'm not even sure if the episode saved on youtube but hopefully it's still there we'll see if youtube allowed oh my God, it, it. i mean i know they're not for porn but like something you just got yeah let be. it's just it was unbelievable and for those of you out there who are looking for more of us our simply amazing selves you can find us at simplyamazingpod.com. we got all of our socials there uh you can find us on twitter at simply amazing pod that's simply a-m-z-i-n-g pod we're on the insta we're on the facebook we're on the twitch we're on i don't know we're, we may, we'll probably be on the tiktok one of these days i'm too old for that shit i'm like i'm, I'm gonna be 40 this year so i i told lisa about it i was like lisa look i made a couple tiktok she's like girl if you're gonna do it that's i was like you. girl you're the i'm <laughs> you're the you're the freaking gen z i'm a millennial i ain't got that shit in me come on i am a millennial fuck when off you, gen z is when below did you become me a millennial girl come on I have been at 95 millennial get 95. out. I babysat kid. I babysat kids your age. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're not a millennial. I am a millennial. Oh my god. Okay. We get let me let me end this before I start actually bashing your head in. I'm going to get on a plane right now and like fly down there immediately. Sorry you had to see this, Chris. Anyway, for those of you out there if you are listening, it doesn't matter if you are Gen Z, if you are millennial, if you are Gen X, boomer, whatever you are, greatest generation even, you are are simply amazing. <laughs> <laughs>